Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat episode, we're going to consider the value to the organization of flexible, robust, and measurable succession planning. Listen and discover some common pitfalls and challenges faced during the succession planning process and gain insights to help you navigate these critical decisions. If you're an HR professional or an aspiring leader or simply interested in effective succession planning strategies, then this episode hopefully is for you. My guest this time is Peter Domengos, CEO and co-founder over at Succession HR, the HR software focused on, believe it or not, succession planning. Hey, Peter, welcome to the show today. Hey, Bill. Great to be here. So, Peter, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two? and offering uh, offering an overview of yourself. Introduce yourself and give us an overview also of Succession HR. Wonderful. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, the business is, uh, as you mentioned, Succession HR. We're the first succession planning software, uh, so focused solely on succession planning software, geared to larger, mid-large size, size organizations, about 200 to 10,000 employees, uh, as that's when it really becomes a challenge to manage their succession planning process manually. So they opt for software at that point to help them uh, with that process. Uh, and that's where we step in really. Uh, so either it's getting them off of the Excel files that they're working on, it's just too cumbersome or uh, their existing HRIS is just hasn't prioritized succession planning. So they're looking uh, for a separate solution. So we work really well uh, with the, their services that they're currently using. Uh, we've been in business for uh, about eight months, uh, but this is my second technology business. So our team, our leadership, a lot of us have been in the tech space prior to that. Um, I co-founded a business called Collage HR, which is a Canadian HIS software. Uh, so we certainly appreciate the pains of the HR community. Uh, and it was actually from discussions with our previous uh, customers that we, we started Succession HR. Uh, who presented with us with kind of the challenge that I'm sharing here, which was a lot of succession planning has historically been done manually. And because that's been limited and they suggested that we try and solve the problem. And we did that. We put a team together of, of HR leaders that helped us kind of think through the product roadmap, uh, people that are in industry dealing with these challenges from a different array of industries, uh, backgrounds, mid large organizations across North America, um, and we're very grateful to have them on our team as our HR advisor board. There's 15 of them. And with that, we launched the product and we've been um, very excited ever since. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now back to the conversation. And uh, Rob Castellano and I, we got a chance to work with Collage uh, with the Innovate Work event series. You guys are awesome, by the way. You, you did a fantastic job there. And it's great to see you back in the space, Peter. Um, okay, may maybe you can add a wee bit to what you mentioned there in terms of why it can be hard for HR teams and leaders to try identify vulnerable 
and at-risk key roles in the organization. You spoke about some of the technology challenges, but perhaps there are, there are other issues that can make things a wee bit more difficult to, to ascertain, to, to be able to see through and see where those challenges are. And also, what about locating skill and development gaps? What were some of the challenges around that? Right, so feedback from our customers really and why they love our software, um, it's really two main areas that we support them in, in overcoming these challenges. The one is simply just getting everything that's done manually and putting it into software that's gonna bring insight forward. So whether um, that means just being able to identify and see your key roles, to be able to have insights into them. Um, and the other big part is part of that process of getting the key roles, or once you've ra rather established the key roles, the process of filling them with candidates is a time-consuming process. So, and by that, I mean, <clears throat> HR is coordinating today with all of those key role incumbent managers to try and understand who are the candidates that are best able to fill those succession plans. And that's a big process. So HR will either in meetings, emails, or combination of all that, try and communicate and, and get that information from incumbent managers and do that on a periodic basis. So that process is very time consuming. And because of it, we found, and again, feedback from our, from our customer base is they, they'll typically limit the extent of key roles they define. So what I mean by that is they'll keep it very, very high level. So maybe just the, the C-suites uh, or the board, and they won't allow themselves because they don't have the time to take it to the next level where they all want to be, which is maybe looking at the a layered further down, maybe the, the, the balance of the executives or the managers, or maybe even operational uh, key roles. So any key role that's that would make the business vulnerable if that person would either get promoted or leave the organization and that seat became empty. So that being able to solve that challenge. So our software, though, they set up in their settings, the prompts that's going to notify their incumbent managers. They don't have. So as an HR, you kind of set it and forget it. The, the incumbent managers will be notified when to log in, when to update their candidate um, candidates for their succession plan. So it takes away a lot of the legwork and the logistics of managing succession planning, which then allows obviously HR to step back from being kind of tied into the, the nuances of it and more able to focus on the inside and now be able to look at succession planning, not just for the very senior roles, but kind of trickle down into the other roles, which they all wanted to want to. But again, um, and to give, an, to give an example percentage, so it's usually about 10% key roles generally in today will, uh, as compared to the, the total popula population of the company. So 500 people is going to have at least about 50 roles that are key to the organization. And that's your very C-suite executives. But there definitely are more people that are key or more roles that are key. But to think an HR person to manage 50 key roles that means discussions with 50 key role managers to identify all the candidates. That's a big process. Um, so without software, it just becomes very limiting or just you hit a ceiling very quickly as to how far you can continue this process. Uh, so that's really where we help them is being able to, uh, to manage those key roles and involve their incumbent managers and support them and logistically being able to facilitate that process. I wonder from the conversations that you and your team are having with, with clients. In, in terms of the competencies of future key roles, of future jobs, are, are there now conversations being had around, you know, when when we find the next person for, for X position, uh, we also need to factor in that they'll, they're going to be heading up uh, the transition as we uh, move away for, from, from certain people to generative AI technologies. 
um, maybe having folks with uh, the mindfulness to be able to embrace the new technologies that are, that are coming down the pipeline and use those to the advantages of the organization over the next couple of years, because this is happening so quickly, isn't it? And uh, I guess now's the time to identify those people who are going to jump on board with the, with the AI revolution and help to drive the business forward. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think in today's environment, AI or in just in general, the competitive landscape that we, that we live in, and obviously post-COVID has had an impact with that, uh, no question. Recognize that it's a challenging labor force. So HR has never been busier um, than before. And I think it's great. I mean, HR has, has never been had the opportunity as it does today. I think as an industry, and not to go on a tangent, but I think as an industry, HR is in such a unique and great opportunity. The spotlight is on HR. It's all about people development and uncovering you know, the, the DNA of the right people in the right spots. All of that, I mean, the attention is where it should be, which is phenomenal. Um, so to your point, I mean... <clears throat> Having software, whether it's succession planning software, any other software to help facilitate that and, and be able then now to rather than have HR get caught too much in the details and the weeds of thing, but pull back and have the dashboard data and all the, the insight they need to drive decisions because they've been busy. They're busier now than never been. Uh, I think that's the biggest priority. So if we kind of bring it back to succession planning, a big feature of you know our software, but again, whether even if you're doing this manually today, to a point it becomes challenging, but the, the focus should be collaboration. Um, it helps address and overcome a lot of these things. So some of your points about even like identifying skills, it's, it's no longer just a linear relationship. Um, given the, how dynamic things are, there needs to be discussion on candidates and there needs to be easy ways to have discussions on the various candidates from various collaborators. So you can have HR, you have the incumbent manager, you can have, um, heads of departments or other people that are kind of related or working with um, the candidates themselves, and especially today where the, the work with a company is no longer as linear. It's more flexible and it's dynamic. There needs to be a way that software can support that. And succession planning is, is, is crucial in that process because so many companies, whether it's the cost uh, factor or certainly just sometimes just a, a priority. They look to train and, and grow internally before they look external. So when you have so much talent in your organization, and I still think as an industry, we're so far from being able to identify the right people in the best way we can. I think obviously we're all moving towards that direction, but if we can get there, this harmony of what the employee wants and what their aspirations are and their skill sets and then pair that and like you, you fit a perfect matrix with, on the other end, what the company needs and what the goals are of the organizations, what are vulnerabilities of the organizations. And you can pair that nicely together where you've optimized it. And I think in general, as an industry, that's a massive opportunity and succession planning fits in that, in that big discussion. I think that we can all agree is a huge priority. It's, it's, it's a win-win for the employer and the employee. Because I think most employees don't want to be hopping around different companies and unfortunately, we're in an environment where that happens more than in the past for many reasons, some of them good as well. Uh, but I think in general, I think it's fair to say that most employees and employers, if they can find a long-term relationship, and maybe that means they move in different positions in the organization, and there's various ways to do that. But I think ultimately, we can, we can all generally agree that most people would want to find a home in an organization and succession planning done properly can facilitate that process. Uh, so kind of tying back to what you said in, in, in the realm of succession planning, 
for us, it's, it's software and collaboration uh, and being able to make it easy to have those voices part of the discussion is a big piece. Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up, it makes you think differently, and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. Peter, you're a busy man. You get you get all over the place, and you were recently interviewed, in fact, by HRD magazine. And in it, you said that the biggest mistake in succession planning is assuming that you need to hire someone who's a carbon copy of yourself. I'd agree with that. What what, what did you mean by that statement? And what about culture fit, Peter? Doesn't that matter? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one. I think it, even when we're aware of it, I think we all are a victim of it. And I mean, myself included, I think it's, it's, it's easy, but it's also, it's safe to hire and grow teams, whether they're small or large, to grow teams with people that are very similar to us. It, to a certain ex- extent, it even de-risks the, uh, the decision. But I'm not sure that that's the right decision. And I think this is where effective succession planning kind of teases that concept out. Um, hiring people like us, is, it can be effective in certain roles. But as we've seen, leaders, comes in, leaders come in all shapes and sizes. And I think to the benefit of the organization, and I'm sure we've all heard this before, where it's like there's benefit to have healthy conflict in an organization, to have healthy discussion. Um, and that's kind of in the same vein as this. It's if we have a succession path or plan, that's that there isn't a, a proper process and technology to support it. I think inevitably we fall down the path of picking people that are like us, which maybe there's a percentage there and I don't know what it is, but there's some percentage there that that could be effective. But I think in a perfect world, we want to say, well, let's hire the best person for the job. Sometimes it's going to be someone just like us, but other times it's not. And it's going to require different skill sets. But if we're just relying on our just our gut or the traditional way of selecting candidates, it takes us down one path only. And that I don't think is to the benefit of the organization. So it's finding ways to take advantage of the opportunity of, of bringing the right people in and their perspectives that they bring forward can be a benefit to everybody. So to kind of tie into the point I made before as well, collaboration is, is a big solution to that. So how do you get people easily involved in the discussion to, to give perspective on what's needed, not just the hiring manager, but other people that are going to be involved with those candidates or with the work and the key role, et cetera, doing that in an easy, efficient way um, can solve and obviously achieve the goals that we're looking for. And what, what did that mean for you as a, as a leader, Peter? You know, you, you've been a, a leader of successful organizations in the past and you're doing it again now. What did it mean to you and for you, for the organization, when you had folks who were willing to challenge you, who were willing to come to you with new ideas and say, you know what, um, you're, you're a visionary, Peter, as well as a cool guy. However, I think we should do it this way. Well, what, 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 what does that mean in terms of pushing things forward? Yeah, I think to your point about culture and just philosophically as a leader, what's your vision in the business? I always take the opinion of, you know, again, this is 
in my current or in my situation where I'm a, I'm a shareholder, I, I always take the opinion of what's in the best interest of the business or the shareholder, as opposed to uh, myself personally, and just the way that I've always perceived things. So I, I think it's great. And I've always encouraged it in the organization to have those lines of communication open to improve. And it's uh, giving people the opportunity to come forward with, without having any consequences. Now, obviously a business needs to have boundaries. We're not going to, you can't assume that anybody's opinion or decision is not going to be without discussion. And again, it, it needs to have other people collaborate on it, but I think that's healthy. I think it's the way of the future, especially in today's environment where even people work remote. I, I think there has to be flexibility in thought and has to be flexibility in practice and, and all of that. The, the, I think the, the more traditional way of just doing business and sharing ideas and growing, growing companies, especially in a dynamic, fast growing pace and even technology. I mean, if we even take it one step further, not only are we asking our employees as we grow, but we're constantly asking our customers as we grow what it is that they need. And without those discussions, well, then we have, we're kind of building a product in the dark. All of our product decisions, and I truly mean it, all of our product decisions are driven by those discussions, excuse me, feedback from customers, employees. Uh, I think that's just the way things need to be done today. They need to be agile and fast. Um, because the industry is, is agile, fast and moving. And, and HR people, I don't think have ever been in a more fast-paced eco or environment uh, than this, which is exciting. Okay, speaking of fast-paced, Peter, let's, uh, let's do something I like to do on this show on a regular basis, and that's uh, switch up the tempo a wee bit. For the next couple of questions, I'm going to challenge you to answer in uh, 90 seconds or less, Okay. Uh, so the first of those two questions is as follows. How can better succession planning help to mitigate the current talent crisis? I feel like you've touched upon this already, but summarize for us as we as we already enter the last few questions for, for today. Yeah, so I'll start that with a statistic that we got. So we surveyed uh, the last month about 300 or so HR leaders. And the question was around how likely they thought they would lose talent in the next 12 months. And 75%, so of overwhelming majority, uh, thought that they were likely to lose talent in the next 12 months. So the, there is definitely a concern, there's definitely discussion, uh, and there's definitely a need to you know, prioritize this idea of, of talent crisis. So succession planning and tying to my previous point is the easiest way to get over that problem is to, to optimize internal growth <clears throat> for your existing employees, finding ways to train them better, finding them to, to promote them, et cetera. So, I mean, there's always a need for external hires, of course, but optimizing the internal career paths, I think is the, is the answer to that. Okay. Penultimate question for you. Let's, uh, let's leave our listeners with some practical takeaways, if we can. Um, in 90 seconds or less, again, Peter, how can employers start to rectify their succession planning errors now? Where do they start? Um, and what are maybe two or three very quick wins before they obviously give you a call and uh, chat about your fantastic te technology? What are, what are a couple of quick wins that they can work on right now, this week, next week, uh, to, to help them get on the right path? Yeah, the first, I mean, we have a guidelines as well on our website. The first 
I mean, the five things really, the first one being identifying, spending the time to identify what a key role means to your organization. And it's not all the same. I know at the surface level might seem a key role is, is just our senior people, but it does, it's not often the case. So really the idea being which role would make the organization vulnerable if that person would not be there. Um, so that's the first one. Next is identifying pool health. And what I mean by that is what, how many candidates would you need in that key role to feel comfortable and feel that the health is where you need it to be as an organization. And that will vary by one company to the next. And it actually will vary by even one of your key roles uh, to the other. So certain, maybe a sales role would require more candidate volume than maybe certain other roles. So taking the time, I mean, there are many things to do, um, but those kind of, those are the, the big two. Uh, maybe the other one I'll, rec I'll, I'll mention as well is, is, uh, is frequency. So not leaving succession planning to just something to be done annually. Most of the time we're seeing effective succession planning being done quarterly. So revisiting, especially in today's fast-paced environment, revisiting the succession plans, plans quarterly is really effective. So, I mean, there are other things, of course, in our guidelines, um, but I would say those three are probably uh, things you can get your hand and head around pretty quickly and, and spend the time on, whether using software or not. I think those are valuable things to do. Rock and roll. Thank you very much. And just finally for today, Peter, how can folks connect with you? So maybe that's uh, through your LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address, other socials. And of course, how can folks learn more about all of the cool things happening over at Succession HR? Yeah, that's great, Bill. I appreciate that. Our website is SuccessionHR.com. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. If you search Succession HR, you'll find us on Instagram uh, at Succession underscore HR and on uh, Twitter at Succession HR. Uh, my email is peter at SuccessionHR.com. Uh, and obviously we're more than happy and available to connect with anybody and whether it's with, to work together or even just to share our insights. And we, we have the privilege of discussing constantly with companies um, dealing with this challenge anywhere again from about 200 to 10,000 employees. Um, we have a, a wonderful network of people in that space. And if there's experience share that we can provide to help anybody as they're thinking through and working on their succession plan, I would love that opportunity. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Peter, uh, I think you're, I think you're a cool guy. I'm, I'm glad to see that you're, you're building uh, a, a new awesome technology uh, and, uh, I wish you every success. Thank you very much for being my guest today. My pleasure. And thanks for having me, Bill. I really appreciate it. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.